Welcome to the FinTV podcast series, where we tap into the collective expertise of the world's leading supply chain, manufacturing, and digital innovators. My name is Maria Villablanca, the co-founder and CEO of Future Insights Network, and I'll be your host. Join us every week to hear the opinions, lessons, and general guidelines from the industry's leading minds. FinTV, insights for today's digital leaders. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of FinTV. I am joined uh, by an exciting guest today, uh, who is Renaud Besnard, who is the Chief Manufacturing Officer of Photobox. Uh, Renaud, thank you so much for coming on board and doing this. Why don't you uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Right, thank you very much for having me on that uh, on that podcast. It's a, it's a, it's a real pleasure. So uh, my background quickly: I'm, a, I'm an aerospace engineer. I'm 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 French. I learned my uh, trade in in France, and I've been working a bit in uh, in France in the uh, aerospace and then automotive industry. So I spent a few years at uh, PSA Peugeot uh, Citroën, the, uh, the the French automotive uh, automotive group, uh, working on business planning and strategic planning for. Uh, uh, we were trying to plan and forecast uh, the next 10 years of uh, what the automotive industry would, would look like. And uh, it's always very, uh, very exciting and very interesting to, uh, to look back on, on what uh, I thought my prediction would be uh, at, at, at the time. But uh, it was a great way for me to really interact with many teams and many departments, not just manufacturing, which is obviously very, uh, very important and, and, uh, and, and crucial in the automotive industry, but also the, uh, um, you know, the, the finance team, the marketing team, the product teams, etc. And, and a way also to discover a new type of, of industry. Um, then I, I worked in, uh, and I moved to, uh, to Canada to, to work with a French aerospace company called Thales, uh, which is one of the key suppliers of um, most of the aerospace industry, but in that case of Bombardier and their regional aircraft. Um, and I was working as a, as a supply chain um, at the time where supply chain was a vague concept and, and, and we worked hard to, uh, to really, uh, uh, really implement um, a, a fully integrated supply chain from um, our factories uh, in uh, in Europe and in in, in Asia uh, down to um, the actual production line of Bombardier in in Canada to manufacture manufacture some uh, um, some fast growing aircraft and and I think that was again a, a very interesting interesting time to uh, to be working with a. Uh, High-pressure, fast-growing uh, uh, manufacturer like uh, like like Bombardier, um, and then move back to uh, move back to Europe, move back to the UK, work for uh, uh, Stanley Black and Decker and Dewalt, which is more in the uh, different space, different types of tools. Very, uh, you know, power tools don't fly, but they they uh, they are very popular. And 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 again, working in the uh, operation for everything to do with after sales and service. Which is a which is a, a huge operation, obviously, for uh, to to cover all all the all the power tools to uh, and, and support all the power tools in the European market. And then I'm, I've I've joined Photobox 14 years ago. That makes me quite uh, uh, almost one of the first uh, member of, uh, of of the team. The company was actually created in 2000, so I only joined uh, after five or six years of, of a great adventure. What uh, what what was a, a startup at, at the time? Uh, Photobox, in, in, in just a few words, is the uh, European leading company for anything to do with uh, photo and personalized printing. 
Um, so we, we cover products like uh, photographic prints, photo books, photo mugs, photo calendars, etc., etc. Um, and I, I joined uh, at a state where we had uh, one tiny factory in the northwest suburbs of, of London. I mean, our, our operational business is printing. That that's that's what we what, what we we do. Um, and we uh, we did quite a few acquisitions integrated with other brands and other other businesses across Europe, in Spain, in France, in, in Germany. And we, uh, uh, the size of the company has, uh, has multiplied quite extensively. Uh, we operate four factories uh, across, across Europe, uh, which are specializing in digital printing and digital finishing. Um, it's, it's a very um, reinventing type of manufacturing. We, uh, the, the, I'm sure we will cover that a bit, a bit later, but uh, printing, um, uh, printing as, uh, is still in a, in a modernization and digitalization phase. Uh, it's a bit late behind other types of, 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 of industries. Uh, I think companies like us, uh, with a clear idea of the products we wanted to make and the service we wanted to uh, to serve to our customers, uh, really uh, really try to uh, to develop and reinvent what what printing what photo printing uh, f uh, was. So um, we uh, yeah we operate those four factories covering most of the European markets. We've got uh, partners as well helping us. Uh, in, uh, in Australia and in other uh, geographies, um, and all in all, that's about uh, 10 million customers. We try to to serve every year. And the uh, the uh, manufacturing team for for Photobox is, um, is is a mix of obviously very um, skilled uh, people with a, a very strong experience on the on the printing and the finishing side, but also some um, some uh, more uh, wider profile focusing around lean manufacturing which is also a, a very, uh, very important uh, concept for, for, for us. And obviously the, the, the quality and the supply chain activities. Well, you've, you've covered quite a lot. I mean, it seems like you've had a very interesting background going from companies that are, I mean, doing such interesting things as aviation, aerospace, to then Black & Decker, to Photobox now. It's, 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 it's probably giving you or colored your, your experience and brought with you uh, a number of different types of practices or best practices that you can implement is that would, would, would that be safe to say it, it's it's really what it is and I think people uh, people often ask me what why did you what did you come to printing why, why did you end up in that small startup doing some uh, you know some photos and, and books and stuff like that and and somewhere somehow there are far more similarities between what you need to achieve in the, in the aerospace industry or in the automotive industry and, and what we are trying to implement at, at Photobox. The, the, the desire to have a high quality product, um, the focus on the customer expectations, the, um, the need to deliver on time, all of that is the same, is actually the same. I mean, yes, we are talking about uh, a much cheaper product. I mean, an, an, an avionics uh, or, or, or large electronic units for an aircraft is far more expensive than, than a book or, or a set of prints. 
but somehow the significance for your customer is almost the same. Whether you uh, you you try to uh, you try to install your um, your equipment on the Bombardier production line, or whether it's a, a very uh, important, very significant memories for one of our customers today: holidays, uh, wedding, uh, the birth of uh, a, a you know, newborn. Yeah. So, um, but the principle, the operational principle around, um, again, lean, just in time, quality, um, business planning, and and the correlation between your business planning and what you need to implement in your uh, in your production lines, all those principles, which have indeed learned and acquired uh, in 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 different industries, are. Roughly the same when when you come to uh, when you come to the world of photobox and, and and photo printing. That's a bit, let me ask you. Let me step back to some of the things that you said at the beginning. So you made predictions ten years ago about what the state of the uh, the automotive marketplace was going to look like. So were you right? <laughs> I, 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 I can only remember a part of that. I think we uh, at, at the time and uh, and uh, it was back in. Uh, 1998, I think we were considering that SUVs and larger family uh, vehicles were going to be uh, to be uh, to be rising and to be uh, to be uh, growing in terms of market share. I think, I think on that point I was I was I was right. I think it's it, it was very important because um, automotive factories. I mean, it takes time to re to change, redeploy new production lines in in those kind of factories, and and that's the time where a lot of the automotive industry was going to Eastern Europe and then to to Asia to manufacture cars. So so it was a, a, a very very important statement to be to be sure that uh, we were going to make the right factory for the right cars and the right products later. Um, overall, I think yeah, I wasn't too bad. <laughs> in terms of in terms of, of planning the right the right set of uh, uh, right set of cars in uh, in uh, for, for the following ten years, yes. Would you have been able to predict? Would would any have been anybody have been able to predict the level of um, interest that the market would have the automotive market and then other markets in customization and personalization because that's really changed things, hasn't it? It, it it has, and I think I think it was um, uh, it, it was quite hard to to uh, to find out at the time. I don't think that was uh, it was probably a, a, a bit uh, a bit early. However, you're absolutely right because there were many projects at the time to try to introduce customization and and offline customization in 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 the production lines in the automotive industry. One of the brands in the group called Citroen, which is uh, which is one of one of those French brands in, in, in the group was actually ahead and, and was testing some some project to be able to customize the cars um, and, and some details in, in, in the cars. Um, and, 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 and the main idea at the time was um, the, the idea of manufacturing platform. So everything you don't see as a customer in a car would be would be would be the same, would be standardized, whether it's a Peugeot, a Citroën, or another brand in, 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 in the group. And that that's your that's your platform, and somehow the platform what, what the platform represents has to be as large as possible. And when I started, I think there was a lot of non-common parts and non-common equipments in between in between the different similar cars. I think the the, the, the size of the platform uh, increased quite, uh, dramatically to be uh, to be uh, more than sixty or seventy percent at that time. Then. If you have been able to standardize what the customers don't see, you can invest far more uh, energy and far more uh, far more money and resources 
on the customization, which is the part which actually is bringing value to uh, to the customer and therefore to uh, to the business. Mm -hmm. And with regards to the pace of change, because that's something that has fundamentally altered in the last 10, 15, 20 years. There's always been change, of course, but do you think that there has been, the pace of change has increased dramatically? I, th I think, I think, I think yes. And, uh, and um, that, that, various words to, to describe that pace of change. Um, you know, uh, we're getting more digital, Industry 4.0, et cetera, et cetera. So they, they, those are probably some, some, some key words which only, uh, can only describe part of the truth and part of the pace of, 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 of the change. I think, I think most of the industries that I've seen, again, aerospace, automotive industry, quite, quite heavy industries be, be, before that, um, were innovating, yes, um, but at, a much slower pace. I think now we, we, we're entering from, from the window I've seen in the last uh, 14 years at Photobox. Uh, I think some key players um, have, have really uh, invested quite, quite a lot to work on that, the idea that yes, also printing can, can be uh, more, more digital. I mean, the, the companies are, are, are HP, Xero, Canon, all, all those big names of the printing industry have, have really understood the, uh, um, you know, the, the potential benefits of, of digitalization. And I think the access to data has changed dramatically. That's probably a, a second factor in that acceleration of the of, of, of the change. Um, I think the, the fact that we have connected production lines and equipments is also a, a, a key acceleration factor uh, in in in, the, in that change. Um, and I think finally, um, the, 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 uh, the, the fact that we are able to bring personalization to the production line is also quite a new factor. And I think we, I mean, you, you were raising the fact on, on cars when I started my, my, my career. I think now we're coming to an era of um, personalization of manufacturing. I think that's, that's key. Obviously, that's all we do at Photobox. Everything we do is personalized, but I think it's a, it's a more general trend, which is becoming wider and wider. So let, let's talk about the role of someone in manufacturing today. So a professional in manufacturing. How does someone prepare their businesses, their factories, for the pace of change, for personalization, for you know global customer demands? Uh, how how does how does someone do that? whilst maintaining a competitive advantage i i i think one 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 way is to break the silos yeah um yeah. i i've seen manufacturing being um, proudly managed by um, manufacturing people and uh, that still makes sense i mean you want some industrial and production experience to be able to run the factory you need, you need the right uh, the right skill set but now it's becoming more and more of a team effort. I think for, in, in my example, one of the most working in manufacturing is actually a technology or IT team. It's a technology team which develops and drive the changes, most of the changes in, in, in the factory. And, and um, you don't work with a technology team the same way you work with a mechanical engineering or team in your in, in your in your factory. It's a different way to operate. It's a different way to describe the requirements, um, and it's a different way to to achieve and, and, and grow together. And um, what what we found very uh, very useful is 
to in order to avoid that kind of um, misunderstanding or, or silo between technology manufacturing on one side is, is a product function. I think the product function um, in, in, in the sense of digital product is now becoming very important. We, we know digital product manager or digital product owners in, in the web, you know, in the world of technology, if you go to Facebook, if you go to, to Apple, whoever. I think now we need product owners in manufacturing as well, people who, uh, and, and that's a very important role, people who understand enough of the manufacturing process, work alongside the manufacturing, the production managers, um, but are able to translate the need and the requirements from manufacturing to a technology team and are able to uh, phase those development and those requirements uh, uh, in, in order of priorities. And, and the priorities can be, can be given by, you know, by, by the business overall. It could be cost-driven, could, uh, could be innovation-driven, could be, uh, could be whatever the criteria is. I think what's very interesting, what you've just been describing, is the role of the digital product manager as someone that is a go-between between your manufacturing professional uh, your manufacturing director or production director and the technology team, someone that can act as a go-between and, and translate essentially the manufacturing process needs with the technological advances that are out there. How common is that role in manufacturing businesses today? I, th I think it's not, I think it's a big miss. Um, and it was a miss for us at Photobox for, for many years until we invested into uh, the right people and the right, the right organization. If, if not, you, what, 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 what you're going to get is um, a hardware development of your factories and a software development of, of your factories in parallel, but they will never connect. Um, the issue is that you're going to have the, the best possible machines and production line designed by manufacturing, and you're going to have potentially the best possible software to track orders, production metrics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they will not, they will not be linked. They will not connect with each other. And the real power of um, the uh, access, accessing more data and accessing more um, knowledge of what's happening on on the shop floor is that you have a real-time connection and a real-time understanding both on the hardware and the software together um, and if you don't have anybody in a job connecting your uh, manufacturing team and your technology team then you will have two separate developments that will not produce the uh, the benefits that that you, you would expect so for me when, when we hear a lot about Industry 4.0, all the tools are available, all the tools are here. I mean, yes, you, you probably need to invest a bit more into your technology team and have people who design your manufacturing systems, um, whether it's linked to the, uh, the flow of orders, whether it's linked to uh, your, 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 your key metrics, whether it's linked to the, uh, the behavior of, uh, of a machine. Uh, but more, more importantly, you, um, you need to have the strong connection between, between both the manufacturing and the technology. Yeah. And, and how do you um, find someone? Is that someone that you go out to market to find someone with a special skills? Can you create that person within your business? How have you done so it? The, the product, it, it's the very product job, the product owner or product manager job is, quite, is more and more Popular. I mean, you, you've got quite a lot, especially again, if you look at the, the world of internet and web and, and, and etc. Every most of the time, um, it's quite hard to find somebody who's has a background working with technology. 
who has been acting and understanding that position of manager and who has manufacturing experience. I mean, that, that's kind of, of, of impossible. Um, and what, what we've done most of the time is actually to get people with the right technology and product experience and bring them to the world of manufacturing. Uh, it's far easier. Um, it takes the right man, mindset, but it's far easier to get to uh, to learn uh, to learn manufacturing than to learn you know product and, and working with technology. So um, so it, it's actually uh, it's actually the right uh, what we've done in the past, and I think it worked it, it worked pretty well, and, and we got I think the right profiles and the right people to join our our organization. So in terms of advice for someone in manufacturing right now break the silos, try to find someone that can act as the go-between. What other advice would you, would you have for someone in manufacturing uh, or running supply chains, whatever, in this industry today? Well, I, th I think the, um, the, uh, the other advice, I mean, it's kind of linked with, with what we were discussing, but, but uh, don't underinvest into your business planning. I mean, that, that various way to, to, uh, to describe that uh, SNOP, uh, integrated business planning, et cetera, et cetera, that, that different methodologies to, uh, to, to do it. Uh, it. It doesn't really matter. I'm sure what, whatever works is, is, is good. Um, but, but the investment into that kind of integrated business planning is very, is very important. Um, it's not just about demand planning. It's not just about forecasting. I think it's a, it's a wider, it's a wider uh, benefit and it's a wider requirement than, than that. It's, it's a dynamic loop. And again, it's about breaking the silos in that case, mostly with your business teams, whether in, in our case, commercial and marketing teams, but it, it could be other, other teams driving uh, what, uh, what the operations and the manufacturing team needs to, uh, needs, need to achieve. Um, but that integrated business planning is, is very important and require, again, quite a lot of uh, routine interaction in order to get to the, right, uh, to the right outcome. The right outcome is a loop uh, which involve most of the players creating value, adding value in, in, in the supply chain and, and supply chain uh, in, that, in that case, in the wider sense of the word, of the word supply chain and be able to understand the requirement of upfront demand planning, uh, operational capacity, uh, and, and, uh, and, and back, to, uh, back to the demand planning. It's, it's, uh, it's a key activity it's a key function which absolutely need to be uh, need to have the right level of focus from the top of the organization and the right level of investment moving around a little bit you said at the beginning that you guys were a bit late to the game in digitization uh that the printing yes. industry in general has been late to the game in digitization uh which probably gives you an opportunity to have observed some of the things that have worked and not worked um Depending on who you ask, the latest studies say that over 75% of digital transformation projects fail. Why do you think most of the digital transformation projects fail? Well, that, that could be linked to, um, to the point I, I mentioned earlier. What um, uh, you try to, um, it's a good idea to try to get some more digital data, but if you can't do anything with it, if it's not connected with the rest of your process, then that's, that's going to, uh, that's probably going to, to, to fail. And I think that that's probably one of, uh, one of the key reasons. Um, in our world, if I can do just a, a quick focus and, and spotlight on, on, on printing, um, Printing. The reason why I said earlier printing is a bit is a bit behind is is because uh, you have to figure out printing as 
um, a, a slightly older industry, let's go back a few centuries, centuries ago, um, designed to produce 10,000, 20,000 copies of the same product. That's, that's what printing has been doing for, for, for a while. Uh, and, and then companies like us come, come around you know, 20 years ago and say, oh, actually, we want to do only one copy. <laughs> we only want to do the unique personalized photo book uh, for this gentleman or this lady. And, and that's, that's a unique one. And we want to do it at a competitive price in an in a industrial way. Um, so one, one of the reasons why it took so long for us to try to be more efficient and more digital um, is probably because most of the industry and most of the suppliers were not ready. So we couldn't find actually a supplier or suppliers at the time to really fit our vision of, of trying to, uh, to have a fully um, customized printing production line, uh, which would be fully, uh, fully, uh, fully digital and allowing us to manage the uniqueness of each single um, SKU and each single product we were, we were going to manufacture. So overall, it took quite a lot of time and energy for us to explain and convince the industry in place um, and, and the incumbent suppliers of, of, the, um, of our need and of the benefits of, of developing uh, machines in a, in a different way. Machines able not only to do 10,000 copies, but one, one copy, machines being able to uh, extract data, um, in, in our case, you know, a barcode, an order reference or anything in order to be able to track that order along the chain. So um, I, th I think, you know, an industry is not, is not a standalone, standalone organization. There is an ecosystem around that made of uh, suppliers, uh, providers, outsourcers, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and you can't do everything on your own. And I think, I think in some case, if your entire chain is not fully digital, then yes, a project, a digital project is going to fail. You need to make sure that uh, you choose the solutions, the providers, the partners that can um, go along that digitalization from uh, A to Z. So any, any, weak, any weakness in that chain could potentially break a digital transformation project. Absolutely. 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 So it's imperative to understand those processes, understand the chain, understand every depth of that chain and see how digital those organizations are as well. It's very interesting. Um, now, with regards to your digitization journey or digitization journey in, at, at the moment, uh, what do you think out there in the industry is hype and what do you think is essential? Um, well, n naming is hype. So uh, calling every project, uh, you know, industry 4.0 or whatever is, 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 is hype. What's essential is uh, accessing the data and doing something with it. And, and I think that's what we are all trying to do on, in, in our manufacturing, manufacturing world. And every time I, I meet other, other industry, I think that's, that's what we are, we are trying to do. Um, what's essential is to define your target and define your objective. I think, I think we are not always enough outcome driven. Um, and and, and uh, there is a bit of uh, 
let's be digital for the sake of being digital because probably it sounds cool to the uh, to the board or to the rest of the or to the rest of the organization um what's 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 the real outcome it could be a, a cost saving outcome it could be a, a need to be able to um uh, to deploy a new production line it could be a, a could be a, a, an outcome driven by a waste reduction i mean what 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 defines your your outcome is probably the most essential um, step in 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 this um, in this project and uh, and digital needs to be serving that purpose you know no, no no nothing else and that's why you realize that you may need as a production manager to introduce um, um, some more data uh, uh, more transparency more quality, uh, better monitoring, etc., etc., in order to serve that, that, that purpose. Um, in our case, for example, uh, at Photobox, our purpose for, for many years has been the reduction of the manufacturing lead time. It's been simply for us in, in a very competitive retail environment where our, our consumers, our customers, um, you know, um, uh, shop from Amazon and from, from others and then, and then from us, we need to be as quick as possible in order to, to match the requirements of the retail business. And therefore, we need to reduce our manufacturing lead time. So for us, the outcome was very clear. And then we used, um, um, you know, various tools, some of them being digital, some of them being pure, uh, you know, lean manufacturing uh, a la Toyota from from uh, from from the 50s and, and the 60s, in order to reduce our our manufacturing lead time for each single order, not not as a bulk requirement, but each single order had to be uh, had to to leave the factory quicker than uh, um, you know six months before. So, to answer your question, defining clearly the target and the outcome, I think it's it's absolutely essential in in those projects. So I guess maybe ask yourself the question first, what problem am I trying to solve? Yes, yes, exactly. Well, and, 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 uh, and, and I think avoiding what uh, something I've, I've seen and I've witnessed in the past, which is just, uh, I, I need to bring some, uh, some, uh, some uh, digitalization because my boss likes it or because it, it, it looks or it sounds cool, etc. I think, I think you, what is a true problem you're, you're trying to solve and, and and how you you back to the roots of lean manufacturing, um, and uh, and uh, you you have to define very clearly what uh, what is the purpose of your of your project and indeed what what is it you're trying to to improve or, or to solve. You got cut off there, uh, and you have to define. And, and you have to define very clearly which problem you you, uh, you solve. Okay, brilliant. Uh, I think. We've covered quite a lot. What, what do you think are, uh, I'm gonna ask you to make a prediction here now. What do you think the manufacturing role will look like in the, uh, in the next 10 years? How will it evolve? Uh, I think the role is indeed changing. I think I will, I, will, I will relate back to what I explained earlier with the interaction with technology and the, uh, the, the business planning. I think it's becoming a much wider role um and uh and somehow i think that's quite exciting by the way but uh it probably will drive different profiles to come to manufacturing and probably will also attract different profiles to to the world of manufacturing um now you uh if you run a factory of factories your your job is is probably more complex i mean you you have to think about um 
how to fuel your factory and now the fuel is not no longer just labor or no longer just coal or whatever now it's also uh data um your your uh, your your bandwidth and and, and the set of uh, um, uh, the, the digital workflow you want to implement in your factory, and that's quite a new thinking for most of the of, of the manufacturing managers. I think um, I, I can imagine that in ten years from 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 now, um, the job of uh, you know a chief operation officer and CTO, chief technical officer, could become could become one. You know, you you, yeah. you could imagine that um, there is quite a lot of benefits of of having. Some transfer between the, the world of technology coming coming to manufacturing because um, because it would be it would be quite uh, quite quite key. Um, but it's not just about digital anyway. I mean, uh, in, in in most cases, there are some new um, some new requirements. I mean, we didn't speak much about uh, health and safety and, and environment, etc. But I, I, I think that's going going to become also quite important and more and more important in the next 10 years as, as well. Um, and we spoke earlier about the business planning and, and breaking the silos in, in order to have um, um, more accessibility and more connection uh, with, um, with, with the rest of the business. So it, it will become wider. I think it will become uh, more technology-minded. Um, and uh, I, I think that... Uh, it's um, yeah. I'm quite. I'm quite excited to uh, to be in manufacturing and to uh, and to uh, to uh, to see what, how it's going to evolve over the next uh, the next ten years. What you say is really interesting with regards to um, you know everybody talks about technology, right? I, I for us, we've been I've been in this space a long time, and I've seen it evolve from you know we were talking about lean and six sigma and talking about kaizen uh you know 15 years ago 20 years ago or more and it was all around that uh toyota product uh, toyota you know methodologies and what have you and then all of a sudden it changed in it to digitization digital digital industry 4.0 machine learning ai um and what you're saying is really fascinating because you're not saying that i mean what you're saying is that the technology is very important obviously but the role of the future is going to involve technology as a given, but never forgetting the roots of manufacturing, the production. Absolutely. Is that right? No, absolutely. absolutely. And, and I think I'm, I'm, even if we spend the last 20 minutes talking about technology and digitalization, for us, lean manufacturing is still extremely key in what we do. And I mean, I'm going to sound a bit uh, maybe provocative, but when we do lean manufacturing, we try to use as little technology as possible, actually. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's only when you get to the point where only technology can help you solve you need to change the workflow or you need to, 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 uh, to, uh, to uh, access a different type of data or different type of metrics, then that's when you are really solving a problem through technology. But lean manufacturing um, can remain on paper and boards and um, you know, five, five minute uh, stand-up meetings, and et cetera, et cetera, as long as possible. And you, you, it's really important to try to push that lean approach as far as possible outside of the technology world. When you, when you can't go further, that's where you got a bigger problem to solve, and that's where you need a bigger contribution of technology and digitalization into your production workflow. Well, you—I guess that that makes sense then. 
technology is definitely important, but don't forget the roots. Don't forget the lean manufacturing. Don't forget the things that, uh, that make manufacturing what it is today. And, and, and that will probably be the best way to move forward with uh, digital transformation. Renaud, thank you so much for uh, being part of this podcast, being part of our FinTV show. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you again uh, talking about a number of things because we can, we can talk for a long time about uh, the challenges that you're facing and what are the things that you've seen throughout your career. Uh, but thank you very much. And uh, for those of you, uh, tune in for the next episode. Thanks, Renaud. Thank you very much. Thank you, Maria, for having me. It's been a, it's been a pleasure.